What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dual Sense Podcast. This is episode 17. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason. I'm joined, as always, by Travis. Travis, how goes it today? It's going good. I got a big glass of Bartrue beer. Ooh, is it nice and uh, ice cold for you? Yeah, it's nice and bitey. Good. Barks does have a little bit of bite. Yeah. They're not a, lying. It's the best. My mom likes A&W, but she's wrong about that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Barks shits on A&W and Mug and are there any other ones? There are. IBC, root beer, whatever. It shits yeah. on them all. It's, those are good for root beer floats. Sure. That's fine. Those are the ones in the glass bottle. Is that right? Yeah. It's like wine. Like There's cooking wine and there's drinking wine. There's drinking root beer and there's root beer float root beer. That's that's fair. I don't see why there couldn't be. So anyway. Well, Travis, for the uninitiated or the noobs here on the podcast, we are a weekly PlayStation podcast where you and I get together to discuss all of the week's news, rumors, upcoming game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. If you would like to engage with us, you can do so on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, like occasionally some of you do. If you would like to watch us stream some games, you can catch us on twitch.tv slash the DualSense Podcast. If you just want to listen to the show, we post new episodes every Sunday. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share us with a friend. And without further ado, Travis, please talk to me about what you have been playing. Well, Saturday we were going to do a little uh, practice session in our racing league so we could get used to commentating with each other. And um, when we got into the lobby, all the racers decided that um, the commentators needed to race with them. Oh, man. Right. So Pretty productive. Yeah. So mind you, I'm not quick on F1. Um, I'm quick on GT Sport, not on F1. Just I don't have enough experience with it. And uh, we get in the lobby and of course it's raining. I've never raced in the rain on that game. That's how little experience I have. And um, I qualified 12 out of 12. And <laughs> I was uh, like 14 seconds behind the pole sitter. Jeez. <laughs> it was bad. So anyway, that's, I didn't expect anything any less. So um, it was dry for the race. So I thought, sweet, man, I'll make up some time. But um, not the case. Uh, immediately fell back. It was terrible. This is my first race with my new brake pedal, so it took me like literally half the race before I got used to the braking, which is I actually like it. So anyway, uh, but between the cautions and safety cars, I managed to get up into the top 10. There was a couple of people who crashed. Uh, I got up to seventh, and I went across the line in seventh. There were so many penalties ahead of me. I got a podium. I came in third. <laughs> no way. All I did was drive. I didn't do anything good. I didn't. All I did was not crash, and I didn't get any time penalties for you know going over the track limits. So something to be said for that. Did you do very good on the left turns and on going very fast? I did good on those. I did poor on the right turns because I'm American. Mm, um, fair enough. But other than that shocking result, let's see here. Um, I beat Mafia. Mafia. And had the subsequent postpartum video game depression I get after I beat games where I don't mm. want to play any games for like a week. Yeah, you have not really. You want my thoughts on that or do you want to move on? Yeah, you can give us your broad strokes about Mafia. I'm not sure what I liked about it so much as a kid. Um, I think I said that last week. It's just a little different than I remember. Mm. It's it's not horrible. It's not great. It's seven. It's a seven out of ten. Okay. It's fine. 
I still think it's better than the second and the third one. Um, the characters are fun. They're interesting. Um, you always have the feeling while you're playing the game that somebody's going to double cross you. Uh, that's just how I play the game. I, I don't feel like that in almost every game, but especially mm-hmm. this one. I'd forgotten how it ended and the ending was a little surprising, but um, and I think the ending the ending actually adds value to the game. If it didn't, if it ended another way, it would be kind of half-hearted if that makes sense. So yeah, it wasn't bad. Like I said before, the driving's good. Um, the gun shooting is a little weird, but the writing is good. The, the story part's good. All that stuff is, is good. It's just, that's the thing is it's good. It's not great. It's not really exceptional anywhere. It's just good. So fair enough. Hey, it's fine. It's um, like I said, it's a $40 game. I would get it if it was 20. I'd wait on it if I was you, but uh, if you're interested okay. in it, but it is what it is. Um, a lot of easy trophies there, though. Hmm. Are you going to go for the platinum or are you just done with it? You've played it and beat it. You're good. I'm going to see what the new update that came out today was, what it's about, kind of what the free room stuff is. I think I can get, I think I'm at 67% or something like that. Like I, I could probably get up to 80 or 90% pretty easy. It's just like how difficult will it be to find some of those you know collectibles that'll be that's like any game though like do you want to grind for the collectibles or not that's what it comes down to so right i'm I'm undecided i i I want to do it but i don't know that i will i might lose steam sure well i've been playing red dead online of course uh i think we we played call of duty last night a little bit that was fine we we did pretty we did okay on that it was it was uh nice to go back to the broadcast booth Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that's a fun map. And I thought that was really golden on the gun game. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I won that. I, right. I never, I never win, and I won. <laughs> I was, you, I was, I was locked in. Hey, you were on seventeen for about forty-five seconds. I was starting I, to think you were going to lose. I was nervous. I was really nervous, and uh, but I was locked in. I don't, I don't know how I did it, but I'm glad I did. I, I, when I got to the throwing knife, I ran out of throwing knives the first time and I got killed. And then the second right. time was how I, you know, you saw it. I won there with the second life there on 17. So, but then also I think, I think we played Avengers over the weekend, maybe, or earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, we did. We played bit. with Jacob. Yeah, that was fine. Actually, I feel like we have, we've been having connection problems pretty frequently. Even Jacob and I alone, normally it's just you and I, you know, right. me, you and I, our networks don't mesh well for whatever reason, but over the weekend, Jacob and I had an issue. So I think they need another patch for that game to, to clean it up some more. Uh, and then I also just randomly played Far Cry New Dawn a little bit this weekend. I'd played it before, but I picked it back up for a little bit. And uh, that game is really good. It's really fun. And it's just like a great change of pace, but I'm going to abandon it because I just don't have it in me to to start something new right now to do that and <laughs> i i'm not going to finish it so i'm not going to keep going with it but so i'm going to retire it for now and just play nba and the normal stuff red dead and whatever and just get ready for november the 12th so and then finally i played nba 2k21 and i i think it's a good game i enjoy it i once i changed the shooting to the last year's style of shooting it's been great. I, I I don't have much negative to say about it other than, you know, I've just been playing my team and it it's impossible to advance all the way through the new season thing that they're doing without spending money, I feel like. I mean, it can be done, but only by people who 
don't have anything else to do. No, right. no disrespect. Like people who can play a lot during the day or who are maybe out of school right now, or maybe they're YouTubers or whatever, like they can do it for sure. But people like that, you know, have families or work a day job or whatever, it's, they're not going to be able to do it. So they, they're pushing the monetization. So that's the only negative thing about it, but that's nothing new with them. But other than that, I'm really enjoying it. So we'll see how I feel as we get further down the road. And we have, we have a little bit to talk about as far as NBA 2K uh, on the next gen here in a little bit. So with that, let's jump into the news here, Travis. We've got quite a bit to cover. Number one, Sony shared a complete teardown video of the PlayStation 5 on Wednesday. Yasuhiro Otori, the vice president of Sony Interactive Entertainment's mechanical design department, took us through the console's innards, and we learned a few key pieces of information. For starters, the white face plates of the console can be removed by hand, which provides hope of custom plates coming from Sony in the future. We also learned how the stand attaches and removes from the console both vertically and horizontally. Perhaps the coolest feature, believe it or not, is the inclusion of two dedicated dust catchers just underneath the white face plates, where collected dust can be vacuumed out directly. And finally, much to the relief of PlayStation gamers, the expandable storage slot appears to be easily accessible by removing just one screw. On the more technical side of things, we got confirmation that the PS5 uses liquid metal to cool its chips rather than thermal paste, which is the long-rumored, quote, exotic cooling solution that we've been hearing about. The PS5 also includes a Wi-Fi 6 antenna and three super-speed USB ports, two Type-A on the back and one Type-C on the front of the console. So, Travis, what do you think about what you saw in the teardown? Does anything jump out at you, or what are your thoughts here? Well, I thought it was... I love how, like, Apple's like, if you take our stuff apart, uh, we'll sue you and kill you, and then PlayStation's (laughs) like, we took the whole damn thing apart. Here it is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's just on the table in front of the guy. Right. We want you to take it apart to clean it and add in storage. I guess to start, the custom plates are pretty cool, and like we, we talked a little bit off mic, but I think that We'll like we both agreed. We'll see a lot of different custom panels at some point for different games. I think that's pretty interesting. You know, that way you don't have to buy a whole new system to get a special edition. You can just get the special edition panels. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see all kinds of crazy stuff, like where people paint them and plasti dip them and hydro dip them, and I'm sure somebody will put LEDs in them and have like a God of War head. So I'm excited to see the customization on that side and kind of what that brings. But the, the things that I thought were really interesting in a kind of a nutshell were like the little engineering things like the the way you can clean the dust port, mm-hmm. the way you can pop the fan right out and clean it. That's all user-friendly and nice. I know a lot of people are afraid to do that with the PS4 now. Um, just it's a little daunting. Like <laughs> feels mm-hmm. like you can make one slip of the tool and you just screwed up the whole PlayStation, right? And the new one seems like it's it's much easier to do. And um, getting to the plastic circle stand, I've seen, we've both seen people who love it and people who think it's silly. And yeah. and I will say that for some reason, the disc that you put the PlayStation on seemed to catch fire out of all of that. Right. Um, not the liquid metal cooling, nothing like that. No pun <laughs> Which, intended. Right. So um, I thought that was interesting, but it is it is engineered really well. And, the, you know, yeah, it's one screw, sure. And it's a circle. I get that. But um, the little things like there's a place to ho- hold the screw. So if you're, you know, 
a person who loses stuff like me all the time, that's nice to have. There's a little plug for the port. Yeah. Just look, I mean, it's just the little details I think are really nice. The way it clips on on the top for you to lay it on its, you know, to lay it horizontally, clip it on and it clips in between all the symbols. Like I know that doesn't do anything for the whole video game experience technically, but I think it's cool and I think it's interesting. And that's what I would expect from a Japanese company. Like that's the type of stuff they do. I agree with you. So I've seen a lot of people who have been really impressed with it. And then I've seen people who have not been impressed with it um, specifically about, for instance, the, the stand, like you mentioned, some people like myself think that it's really neat how they've done the stand. It's really cool. And other people think that it's stupid. Like I've seen Polygon, for instance, of all people wrote that the standard design was brilliant engineering. And then other people have crushed them for saying that. <laughs> and I think that those people are missing the point in a way. And maybe I'm being a fanboy, but it's not so much as it being brilliant engineering as it is the fact that it's thoughtful engineering. It's all the things that you just said. They made a spot for us to put the screw that we take out. And then you can have the little pop in plastic piece to cover the screw hole. And then you can twist the stand to cover up the hole so the screw doesn't fall out and things like that. It's just it's just the thoughtfulness of it that is neat and impressive uh, for me more so than, yeah, the piece of plastic ring itself. Like, yeah, that's brilliant. Like anybody could have made that. I understand. It's just the thoughtfulness of it and how they got to where they got to make it functional, you know, to have form and function. So, uh, and then the other thing that I thought was really neat is that, and, and maybe a point of clarification too, is that it appears that with the sides being so easily removable, I would assume it has to be that that will not void your warranty on your console in any way. <laughs> you think? Because I know there's some concern about out there about that because normally, you know, in the past, if you take anything apart on the PlayStation, you know, it voids the warranty and there are all these little like sticker strips everywhere that show it's been removed and all this stuff. So, I did not see that strip that voids the warranty until after he actually started removing, you know, screws and taking things apart. So the the plates it does, taking the plates off doesn't seem to that that it will void a warranty, and I don't see how it could because the expandable storage slot is directly right under, has to go underneath. There. Yeah, so you have to take it off to expand the storage. So what's that's the other thing is that the Expandable storage seems like it's going to be easy to get to. It looked like it was just one screw to right. take the cover off and then, you know, put your expandable storage in, put the screw back in and you're good. So really cool. Yep. And um, it's a really elegant design in my opinion. And it was mm -hmm. neat to see Yasuhiro go through it. The two other quick things I thought were really smart on their end. And you touched on one, which is the storage. I like that it's hidden, that you can plug and play and mm -hmm. it's in the console. You know, now, like, I have my terabyte thing hanging off the USB. Sure. It's just not pretty. Um, and then I like how it draws air in from both sides, and it seems like the air moves through the whole system. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we have those vents on both sides, and I think that's pretty clever. Um, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but... And you can, if you get really bored and want to look at different um, wartime things, that's when countries are really innovative. But, like, the way that Americans and British people, the way that we um, fix things... Mm -hmm. And the way that Asian people fix things is different in a lot of ways. And a lot of times Asians are much more clever in the way that they fix issues. You know, like an American company would have 
on like that stand, um, a more common American solution would be we're going to like heat press a, a plastic disc and screw it on. There you go. And the Asian company like makes a hidden compartment that spins and does this and that and the other. <laughs> right. It's just, it's just how they are. And, and even the way that they responded to COVID, if you look at some of their solutions is, is a little bit more engineering. It's just, it's just a different cultural thing. I think, I think that's, that's kind of interesting that you see that pop up in, sure. in the console. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I, you're right. Number two, earlier in the week, several Japanese YouTubers went hands-on with the PlayStation 5, giving us our first look at the console out in the wild. We were treated to photos and videos of the console itself, as well as the DualSense controller, which we learned from Sony will now use the X button, or cross button as it is officially called, as the confirm button worldwide. Historically, in certain Asian markets, the circle button had been used as the confirm button and cross as cancel. The DualSense controller will also feature four LED lights that signify which controller is designated to which player. Additionally, the YouTubers reported that the PS5 fan runs much quieter than the notoriously loud PS4 jet engine, even while playing the graphically demanding game Godfall. And finally, new 4K gameplay is available online from the hands-on sessions for games like Godfall, Astro's Playroom, and Balan Wonderland. So Travis, did you see any of this um, footage from the Japanese YouTubers, or do you have any thoughts here? Yeah, but first I want to say, I think the X button is cancel makes a lot more sense than circle, but that, that doesn't really matter. Because the, the cross is a cross, which right. is like a universal sign of like, like no yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like that's how you cross out your uh, your web browser or whatever. I don't sure. know. Just saying. Um, yeah, so like we talked about last week, Godfall looks awesome. Um, it's just clean and crisp and all these little little frilly do's and bright lights and stuff I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still can't get over the death loading screen, like how quick it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like a and second. I just, yeah, I watched it like 15 times. It's just It's just fascinating to me that it's that quick. I wonder how long that will last. Right, like before we get like more intense games or demanding games and it goes mm-hmm. from like one to like mm-hmm. three seconds now. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Godfall is one of those games along with Demon Souls and I guess Destruction All-Stars. Like those might be the only three games. There may be other ones that are like specifically built for PlayStation 5, you know what I mean? So we'll get to see kind of early out of the gate what it can do through those a uh, few games probably and probably mo- probably mostly Godfall and Demon Souls is my guess. Number 3, Ghost of Tsushima developer Sucker Punch Productions announced on Monday in a PlayStation blog post that game version 1.1 will release on October 16th as a free update. The update brings with it the launch of Ghost of Tsushima Legends, the new co-op multiplayer mode, in addition to New Game Plus for the single player campaign. Players interested in jumping into Legends will need to download a free unlock from the PlayStation Store once the 1.1 game update is installed on your PS4. Two-player story missions and up to four-player survival missions will be available at launch, while a four-player raid will be coming in the weeks ahead, which will require top-tier gear and a skilled team to survive a three-part mission. The 1.1 update also adds trophies for both the Legends and New Game Plus modes, which do not affect progress towards the Platinum Trophy. New Game Plus will also feature a new horse, new charms, new weapon upgrades, new armor dies, and will add armor loadouts so that players no longer have to swap out every piece of equipment 
for various situations. And finally, save files now show total playtime and new options have been added to photo mode. So Travis, there is a lot in this update that's coming out next week. Just what are your what are your thoughts on this? Well, to start, I'm super pumped. As you know, I love this game. And what did you rate it? An eight out of ten? Uh, I bumped it to an eight and a half. I think. All right. It's it's cool that you're wrong about it being a ten out of ten. It's fine that you're wrong. <laughs> um, so I can't wait to do raids with you guys. I can't wait to do co-op with you. It's gonna be a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the raids will be a bitch, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> I can't wait. See, the thing is, is I like the world so much. And I think if you talk to people, the things that they like the most are going to are the combat and then just the world. Sure. So we're getting an expansion into both of these. We get to go back into the world. Uh, We get to have these new, these new missions and these new modes that will kind of add life to it, which, you know, we kind of thought we didn't know we'd ever get. One thing I wanted to ask you though, did you notice in the screenshots, the charms? Uh, I don't think I did. I think I went past the screenshots pretty much. Well, the the charms are rated like epic, legendary, common. Okay. So huh. you can base. So the way I read that is, we'll need to get some hmm. epic charms or whatever to be able to do some of these raids. That makes sense. Which I think is pretty sweet that we have. You know, like in the game, you just get them. Right. They're very, they're very singular. You didn't really, it was kind of the the user, but now it kind of, that rating kind of helps me kind of categorize them when I'm putting them on my person. But I am excited about, I always like the dyes. The dyes are fun. Yeah. The mystery diamond had a really cool two-faced mask. Yes. That I, that I want. Um, They are also some wild masks you can see on that video, but I'm not really huge on mask. I do. I like the two-faced mask just because I thought it was interesting, Mm but I like, I like the idea, like, if I'm a samurai, I want people to see my face as I murder them. <laughs> True, right. Um, but um, that and, and the loadouts are really cool. Like, yeah. I was worried about that. Like, are we all going to have to pause and get our gear right? Like, we're playing World of Warcraft or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. So I like those things a lot. Um, I'm totally pumped for it. I can't wait. Um, I don't I don't know if I could be more excited. This is a huge update. I mean, this is a big update. Really? I mean, not even even if, if they just did the multiplayer, that's a big enough update. But then they they added in new game plus, and then all this extra stuff as far as hor- you know the horse and um, weapon upgrades and all that type of. I mean, it's a big update, and it's all free, and so that's that's uh, that's impressive, and it's got to be pleasing to the fans that they are providing all this content after the fact. So. I'm excited. Maybe we can get John to play it with us. I don't know if he'll go back to it with us or not to play the multiplayer, but you and I will have to discuss which character that we like. Um, probably probably would help that we're not the same type of character, so we'll see about that. that would be, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to be the same one. Number four, we received new details this week on the PS5's packed-in game, Astro's Playroom. In an interview with the Japanese publication Famitsu, Sony Japan Studios' Nicholas Doucet, Revealed the game will take four to five hours to complete and will feature four worlds, Cooling Resort, GPU Jungle, SSD Speedway, and Memory Sky. (laughs) The game includes a time attack mode and online rankings, as well as lots of collectibles and PlayStation tributes along the way. Doucet, I think that's how you say his name, also said that Astro's, Astro's Playroom was developed alongside the DualSense controller's hardware team to develop and fine tune the controller's features. And finally, Doucet said, quote, Also, I can't say in detail, but if you clear everything, there is a surprise that PlayStation fans will be pleased with, end quote. 
So what uh, what are your thoughts here on on Astro's Playroom? Are you gonna are you gonna play this first when you get the PS5 just to see what the controller is yeah. about, or are you just gonna jump into other stuff? Well, this was on my um, immediately delete list, <laughs> oh. and um, I'm gonna call let him, you do it. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna call him Set just to cover the bases. Okay. <laughs> so them them releasing that it's four to five hours. Okay, well then, uh, okay, I'm more interested now. And then I got to thinking about it as I read through this. I even call it this interview. You know, it's only four or five hours. They made it specifically so I can kind of see what the controller's doing and what the console can do. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems silly not to play through it. Right. It's not like it's going to take me 50 hours, right? It's sure. I can knock that out in a couple of nights. And then when they throw in something like there's a surprise at the end, like I'm just a sucker for that. I got to know what it is. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know what it is. Is it, a, is it just like a trophy? Cool. I'd be excited if it was a trophy. Is it? Is it a skin? Is it like, do I get playstation plus for free for a month or something that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool i so i'll probably play this out of the box i mean i am interested uh don't get me wrong i'll play it out of interest but i'm going to play it also because of necessity because i'm getting the digital edition and i assume that i'm gonna have to take a while to let everything download you know (laughs) sure you gotta think about uh, that (laughs) yeah that's the day one probs is letting everything download and uh so i'll play this and check this out so it's smart to have something packed in, you know, if you want to look at it that way for them to have a game pre-installed on the system for people to that are going to have to sit for games to download or for games to update. And because no matter what, you're going to have to update your games. Even if you get games on disc, they're going to have day one updates. So right. it's, it's smart to have this and, uh, you know, it'd be a cool little, cool little thing to see what the system is about. So we'll see. Number five, Sony has shared additional details on the PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech in a PlayStation blog post. We learned that players will not have to use the Pulse 3D audio headset from PlayStation to experience the new feature, and instead can use the headsets you currently own through a USB connection to the console, or by plugging into the DualSense controller's 3.5mm headset jack. In terms of support for television speakers, Sony says it's in the works, stating, quote, We're also in the process of working on virtual surround sound through speakers that are built into TVs. Although TV speaker virtual surround sound won't be available on launch day for PS5. It's still a feature we are extremely excited about. End quote. Any thoughts here? So I texted you earlier today about an article that said, (laughs) PlayStation 5, one of its key features won't work on opening day. And then it was about the 3D audio not working on your TV. Mm -hmm. Look, I just, there's like... the world is so stupid. Like we need a rational revolution of something. Like nobody can critically think. Like they came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna have 3D audio in this headset," and then people are like, "It doesn't work on my TV." Like, I, I yeah. Know. So how? Let me ask you this. I don't even know how it would work on my TV. Like in your headset, it makes sense. It can move around. You have literal surround sound in your head, uh-huh. right here, in between these two little soft things on your ears. Sure. How does it work on my TV? It's coming from one spot. I don't have I don't have speakers around the room. I had the same question. I I never so I was confused when you sent me that text. Not confused by your text, but the fact that people are even writing that because all this time I have not one time been under the impression that I would be able to experience 3D audio without a headset ever. Like I thought that that was a prerequisite mandatory to to experience 3d audio so the fact that that can be implemented in some way in a tv is surprising to me altogether and cool that they can even implement it and that they're working on it so i 
I, so I was confused by that. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't understand that. And uh, it is neat that you won't have to have the PlayStation 3D audio headset to experience it. You know that you'll be able to use any headset you have. So that's a cool, that's a yeah, cool, that's move, cool. cool move from them to do that. So because not everybody now, not everybody can spring for a hundred dollar headset. Right. So I didn't expect it to be universal on any headset. Right. Number six, Sony announced a restructured trophy system for the PlayStation ecosystem on Wednesday with the changes officially implemented later that night. The first big change is that trophy levels have increased from one to 100 to now one to 999 with the Wednesday update having already remapped to your new trophy level. Well, that's just not true, is it, Travis? We'll talk about that. (laughs) Your trophy level will depend on the number and grade of acquired trophies, and there will be no changes to earned trophies or trophy unlock requirements. That's a lot of trophy, the word trophy. Players will now progress through bronze, silver, gold, and platinum trophy levels with new icons signifying your current level. And finally, just for clarification, Sony stated, quote, trophies that you've earned on previous PlayStation systems will come with you to PlayStation 5, end quote. Additionally, website Gamatsu reported that the French PlayStation blog included a statement that the PS5 will include trophy tracking features. The post stated, quote, for example, sometimes you'll see how many artifacts you have left to to collect or how many armor upgrades you need to get before unlocking the trophy, end quote. That statement was quickly removed, however, from the PlayStation France post. Thoughts? Man, the word, that's a lot of trophy, like you said. that The meaning of the word trophy starting to atrophy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I probably could have edited that better. Huh. Okay, so this came out of left field to me, and it's not like it's even that important to me in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. Whether I'm level 12 or 800, it is kind of irrelevant to me, but I will say I'm now 212. Yeah, I'm and... still 16, thanks. Yeah, suck it. And it I will say for some reason in this ecosystem, it it makes more sense to me than one to a hundred. And I don't I don't really know why. It just seems mm-hmm. like I understand where I rank better. It is <laughs> Does cool. That make any sense? Yeah, no, it's cool that they I think it's a, a neat move to move to the tiers, like bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Um, that's really cool, a really cool feature. And I think they had that in a way before, if I remember. I'm not sure I'd have to go back and look, but it's cool to have the tiers and to have something that you can kind of progress through. So, I mean, we're used to that as gamers anyway. So it's just like the meta game, you know, it's the game within the game. So I like um, how each, each tier is broken down into three. There's like three different levels of bronze. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if this, if this quote they took out of the French magazine is real, and you can actually see like, Oh, I have to get 50 armor upgrades. I'm at 42. That would be amazing. I think that's real. I think that I don't know why they removed that or why that wasn't in the U.S. blog post or North America blog post, whatever. But right, that's definitely real. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. And I, you're right. That's huge. That's uh, I'm I'm guessing they don't want to talk about that because that's going to come in the user interface stuff whenever that comes out. But oh yeah. But the fact that that can be tracked now and you don't have to like go in the game and through the menus or go online and look. It's that's that's a nice little uh. A nice little UI touch. So we need to see that implemented. Number seven, Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red announced on Monday that the game has officially gone gold, meaning that development on the game is complete with no further delays, and it will now head to mass production on disc. 
Their work is not done, however, as CD Projekt Red will continue working on bugs for the game's inevitable day one patch before moving into full production on the next phases of the game, including a proper next-gen upgrade and post-launch DLC, as they've promised. Later in the week, CD Projekt Red announced that Episode 4 of Night City Wire will take place on October 15th and will go in-depth on the game's vehicles. Any thoughts here? Well, that's awesome for all you huge nerds out there. <laughs> Let's <I'm> go! Still, <laughs> I still don't want to get into it because I know what it'll turn into. It's mm. like when I when I detailed my car this weekend, it, it like it turns into a compulsion and I can't stop. Like it's never clean enough. That's what this is for me. Like <laughs> I'll get into the game and then like it's I didn't do enough missions. I gotta get I gotta collect more of this. I gotta collect more of that. I gotta kill people this way. It's like it just doesn't end for me. So like I gotta like not do that. I can't even open the can of worms. There's so overwhelm me. There's so much stuff you're missing out on out there. I feel I feel sorry for you. Well, what's going to happen is I'm going to watch this on the 15th. They're talking about the vehicles. I'm like, okay. So they I, do put this, out, I do this every time they do a video. <laughs> they put out a clip and a guy is in a car. It's like right. a, it's like a GIF. I don't know if you saw this, the, the cyberpunk Twitter account. And it's a GIF and a, the, your character is like in the car or whatever. And he's like rolling up on this like, looks like a, like a drug deal or something for a, a quest. And he does like a, he does like a donut, like a half donut 180. And then starts like shooting out of the car or something <laughs> weird like that. It looked awesome. So uh, I want you to experience this. You just got to just got to do it. Right. Well, one thing I thought was cool is right after this, they I saw an article where CD Projekt Red was like, I think people took our our crunch mm. and used it to fit their own narrative. Mm, imagine that. Yeah, and it's like. Basically, they were saying, look, our employees understood what was happening and why it was happening, and they understood it was out of the norm for us as mm -hmm. a developer. And it's like nobody took any of that into account. They just saw the word crunch, and they decided they were going to like take their shirts off and fight people like on South Park. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why are we doing this? Imagine that. People taking stuff and running with it in 2020. Number eight. With only a month to spare before launch, Travis, we finally got a glimpse of NBA 2K21 running on a PS5 on Tuesday. When developer 2K Games released a cinematic gameplay trailer captured straight from the PS5, and it did not disappoint. The trailer had gaming social media buzzing and featured stunning, hyper-realistic player models and more detailed arena environments. The following day, 2K Games put out a blog post detailing gameplay changes for the next-gen version of the game. And they are numerous, including control over the arc of your shot, three-point line recognition, and revamped passing, among other features. So, I know you probably have some things to say about this, and you and I may even disagree. So, what are your thoughts here? Well, we I do know we both agree that it looked it looked great. Uh huh. Um, and you know my stance on cinematic anything trailers. I I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. I I hate I hate movie trailers because it's just like a joke. Like you're just showing me hyper jazzed up things with filters to make yourself look good it's like okay whatever anyway the things i thought were really cool on the positive side where I, I i like that the player models for one they look better but two they seem to move better mm -hmm. and i like that i think that's a good direction we're moving in that's something that we haven't seen in a couple of years at least movement wise it seemed like we had a lot of canned sort of reactions and animations which is annoying I thought the three-point line recognition was really cool. We've both been there before where you need a three and the guy just like stands on the line because he doesn't know where he is in the world. 
Yeah. Or he like just Michael Jackson moonwalks behind the line, which is super <laughs> annoying. So, but that's been an issue on basketball games since they made them. And then we both, I know we both like the think the passing will be cool. Yeah. That you can lead people and lead them out to the three point line, cut them to the basket. Hopefully we can make outlet passes now a little more consistently. So those things I thought were cool and I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for the, did you read about the dribble thing? Uh, maybe a little bit, but refresh my memory. I'm not sure. Um, well, of course, certain players are going to have like go-to moves like James oh, Harden and his yeah. step back and stuff. That's uh, fine. Like that's yeah. a good thing to have. Like, and if you're into my player, it's kind of cool that you can unlock that and add it in. Also, like, let's say you're playing, you know, my team or whatever, and you come down on the break, basically the speed and direction that you move uh, the stick impacts how quick you move with the ball on your dribble move. So, like, oh, like basically yeah. you could change speed with it, like John Wall. Yeah. So, if we can get good at that, you know, that's that's something that's useful to me. Like, I agree. And it makes it a lot more realistic because you can, you know, it is sometimes like, you do the pick and roll and you see the gap and you're like, I got to hit it. But you know, you always all in the past, you just had one gear. Right. <laughs> so now we can finally have these gears. It's, uh, I think that's cool. That is cool. I forgot about that. That's, that's definitely cool. So the character models are ridiculous. The player models, I should say they are ridiculous. Like I saw some side by sides of Curry in real life and yeah. Curry in the game. And on one of them, I was scrolling by it pretty quickly. Like, I wasn't like actively looking at it. And when I scrolled past it, I was like, wait, wh- let me go back. Which one of those were the game? Which one of those were real life? Right. And so. Or that part where uh, Luca runs out of the tunnel. Yeah. Like it looks pretty legit until you see Mark Cuban. Yes. Until you, <laughs> until you see that shitty Mark Cuban. So, I mean, you, I get it. They're focusing on the the players, the realness of the players. Oh, that's and fine. Yeah. And they're, you know, slowly stepping up the other stuff off the court. They're, you know, there's only so much they can do, but uh, that was definitely gameplay that we saw of the the on-court stuff. And it's like they took the instant replay camera and then like rotated it around and zoomed out a little bit, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's almost like what they did. And then they stitched all these replays together to make this trailer is what it looked like to me, because that Mm -hmm. definitely looked like gameplay from at least my experience playing the game. So, um, that it was cool. It was, it really impressed me and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I was kind of, like I'm, I'm going to get 2K21 on PS5 anyway, but I was like, you know, it's 2K. Like, how big of a jump can we really make? Like, are they really going to change anything? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't expect them. There's to. always that little bit of doubt, uh, yeah, in our in the back of our heads when it comes to NBA 2K. And so I was, they impressed me. So hopefully, when we see actual gameplay or when we actually get our hands on it, it 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 actually is that impressive. So time will tell. And I can tell you that I'm not going to put in the time to learn to control the, my arc. No. Um, and I will say that, like, when you play basketball, that's a real thing. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. when you're driving in, you get it high off the board to, to avoid a block. Sometimes you shoot it, you flick it because the time's running out and you got to, you know, you got to get it up. Yeah. I get it. We've all been there and done that. So that's fine and dandy, but, like, I'm not going to play the game enough to get good at that. I might play it a couple hours a night at, at every few days. Like, I'm, Yeah. Like, I just can't put in 50 hours to learn how to shoot my arc. Like, sorry. No, it's, I mean, all of that stuff is absolutely realistic, like you said, but that's too much to try and sit and learn. So, no shot. Number nine here, Travis, we have several news nuggets, as always. Feel free to jump in if you would like. First nugget here, the October additions to PlayStation Now have been announced by PlayStation. 
and include several Halloween-influenced titles. Days Gone, Friday the 13th, Medieval, Rad, and Trine 4 have all joined the service. Days Gone will be available until January 4th and will also be included in the upcoming PlayStation Plus collection on PS5. Developer Young Horses announced via the PlayStation blog on Thursday that Bug Snacks will be a PS5 launch game on November the 12th and will also come to PS4 the same day. The entire voice cast of the game was also announced and features big names from games like Marvel's Spider-Man and Jedi Fallen Order. People are stupid excited for that game. Developer Team 17 announced that Worms Rumble will launch on PS4 and PS5 on December 1st. A beta will take place from November 6th through the 8th for all PlayStation Plus subscribers. Website GamesRadar reported that Sony is in the midst of a legal battle in India where a Delhi resident has the PS5 name trademarked. (laughs) This may lead to the console being delayed in (laughs) India and may also explain why no pre-orders have been available for the Indian market as of yet. This is outrageous. Can you imagine living there? Like how pissed you'd be? (laughs) My God, all because one guy. This guy's brilliant, by the way. What a genius. We need to go. We need to go get PS6 and 7 and 8 just, just in case. <laughs> so they, I do remember them. I think we talked about this maybe, but they have they have trademarked all the way up to like PS9 or something now. That's right. And yeah. I wonder if this is because of this. I wonder if Probably. this is the reason why. Because I think this guy trademarked PS5 in India. I think the article said like October of last year of 19. And Sony didn't go to file for the trademark until February of 2020 <laughs> of wow. this year to get that. So that guy was like, he would just, I mean, I don't know. That's so crazy to me that they did not have that in India. So, so the, the question is, do they buy, they have to buy them out, right? Or, or yeah. Is, yeah. So, <laughs> so this dude's just going to get a free check because he was on top of the ball. I would think so. I was, I mean, <laughs> I can, because it's contested. Both sides have like a legal contest in court in India. So like he apparently has some merit to his contest. Yeah. And I guess Sony obviously does too. Yeah. I'd be like, well, what did Ubisoft sell for, bro? <laughs> so yeah, this dude's going to get all the, what, what is the current? Ru- Are they rubles rupee? or rupees? Rubles or rupees. Yeah. He's One's Russian. The, you're right. You're right. He's going to get all the R words <laughs> over in India. He's going to get all the R words. Yeah. website gameindustry.biz reported that a study from market research company vgm indicated that 72 percent of u.s gamers who were able to pre-order a next-gen console from september 23rd through the 25th opted for the standard ps5 so i was thinking about this today at my desk when i had nothing to do and i wanted to run my theory by you and see what you thought about this okay so and as we both see on the internet the PlayStation fanboys and the Xbox fanboys, Microsoft fanboys, it seems it's kind of like a, a political party, like Republicans and Democrats. And there's people who, no matter what, are going to get the Sony, no matter what, are going to get the Microsoft. Fine. Same like with the elections. They're, they're going to only vote their party line. Sure. And what you want to win is the middle. Sure. Everybody knows that. So when 72% of gamers are buying the PlayStation 5 or pre-ordering the PlayStation 5, you know that 72% of gamers aren't on the PlayStation party line. Like, let's say best case scenario, it's 25-25, right? Uh At least 75 in the middle. So what is PlayStation doing that's making these middle people that aren't necessarily either way, what is is the deal there? What's making them jump in? 
Is it first parties? Absolutely. Is it is it just because their buddies are on PlayStation Five? Like it seems like it, that would that would be assuming or presuming that PlayStation users have more friends than Microsoft, which we know isn't true. So <laughs> right. It's absolutely got to be the quality of games, especially the first party games. I mean, that that has to be the answer. It's just people want those games that they can't play on Xbox. It has to be it. Right. And then, like we said before, what advantage does Xbox have? The Game Pass and backward compatibility. So, yeah. And that those if those things are important to you, then obviously go that direction. But it's just that's that's a huge number. So, like anything over 70 percent in your market share. Right. That's. That's kind of wild. That's surprising a little bit for the U.S. because Microsoft is an American company, and we know that PlayStation has a bigger brand hold uh, and brand loyalty worldwide. You know, especially right. in Europe. Yeah. And then Xbox, you know, it's it's much there's much more parity, at least I thought in America. So this is a little bit surprising for sure. Next nugget here, Travis. Website Dual Shockers reported that PlayStation 5 game Godfall will require an internet connection at all times, even if playing solo. Similar to games like Destiny 2 and The Division 2, PlayStation Plus will be required for co-op play, but not for solo play, according to the game's Twitter account. That Payday 3 is officially in development at Studio Overkill Software and will be out sometime in 2022 or 2023. The game's development has also been moved over to Unreal Engine 4, thank God. Would you, would you say that these games are a bit of a, a cult following? Absolutely. So I love these games, and despite their clunkiness, I enjoy their games. It's Jan- janky is the word. Yeah, janky as hell. It's, it's, you know, the object is simple, but it's still difficult. Like, all you gotta do is rob this thing and not get caught, right? But it's <laughs> right. so hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's what is. I love about it. It really is. So that's exciting. I'm I'm interested in this. I'm so glad they made the change on the engine. Good lord. Tell me about it. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that free-to-play game Genshin Impact saw the biggest international launch ever for a Chinese game. Website Push Square reported that not all progress in FIFA 21 or FIFA 21 for our lads across the pond will transfer over from PS4 to PS5 for those taking advantage of the free upgrade with only Ultimate Team and Volta Football Progress making the jump. Website Pushsquare also reported that EA finally announced Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, and it will launch on PS4 on November 6th with all major DLC and crossplay support. That theme park simulator Planet Coaster will include a free upgrade from the PS4 to the PS5 when it launches later this year. And finally, that Ubisoft revealed their post-launch plans for Watch Dogs Legion, The game will get four-player co-op added on December 3rd, while competitive multiplayer as well as new story content and features will come in 2021, some free and some as part of the season pass. Website Gamatsu reported that developer Media Molecule has released version 2.18 of Dreams called the Music Update, or quite possibly the Fleetwood Mac Update. (laughs) Gamatsu also reported that a Mafia Definitive Edition update has added a black and white noir mode to the game that Travis alluded to earlier. That basic development and scenario production for Final Fantasy XVI are already complete, and Square Enix is now hiring for the development of large-scale resources and boss battles. That developer NetherRealm Studios announced Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate for PS4 and a PS5. 
The updated version of the game will feature all DLC as well as updated graphical fidelity for the PS5 version. It will release on November 17th with pre-orders going live on October 15th. Gamatsu reported that Duck on Duck Destruction game Ponpu will release on PS4 on November 5th. That 3D platformer Pumpkin Jack will launch on PS4 sometime in November. That 2D action platformer Horned Knight is releasing on PS4 this winter. That origami platformer A Tale of Paper will launch on PS4 on October 21st. That roguelike dungeon crawler Sword of the Necromancer will release on PS4 in December, followed by PS5 at a later date. That Ubisoft will update For Honor to increase the game's resolution when the next-gen consoles launch, and another update increasing the frame rate to 60 frames per second will arrive in December. And finally, Gamatsu reported that third-person co-op action shooter Outriders has been delayed from its original holiday 2020 release window to February the 2nd. It will launch on PS4 and PS5. And that is all for the news. Now it is time for this week's new game releases. And Travis, the floor is yours. Sadly, this week I didn't see anything that captured my imagination. Darn. Um, <laughs> on PS4 this week we have Ninth Dawn 3 because you can have more than one Ninth Dawn. <laughs> That should be like the 12th Dawn or the 11th Dawn. What are we doing? Mm. Then we have Costume Kingdom for $9.99. Dying Light Anniversary Edition. FIFA 21. Let's Sing Queen. Mm -hmm. Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix. Almost got my attention, but then you could race as uh, Jojo Suya or whatever. Oh, no, I'm out. Yeah, fuck that bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> she's like a little kid. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> next, we have Ride Four Special Edition, where you can race um, super bikes and dirt bikes. It looks really hard. Rogue Company Skate Masta Checo Smoots World Cup Tennis, which looks like Wii Tennis, but you know yeah. a little modernized. <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons, which people seem to really enjoy and they're excited about. Mm -hmm. Super Toy Cars One and Two Bundle. Swordbreaker the game, which Swordbreaker, which is probably the most interesting. It's only five bucks. It's probably the most interesting on this list to me, but it it looks a little generic and bland. But mm. it could be it could be interesting. Uh, next we have Warface Breakout Ultimate Edition, another game I thought looked interesting, but it the more I watch, it seems like a pay to win game, mm -hmm. and it seems kind of just boring. It seems like a money grab kind of, but you can make your own decision. And look that up. Next up, we have War Theater, Blood of Winter. And finally, on PS Vita this week, we also have Swordbreaker, the game. And that is all for the new game releases this week. It's a light week. It's a light week, not only on game releases, but also in, in for news in a way as well. So this is going to be a short episode. As such, Travis, so let's wrap things up here by discussing what we are going to be playing in the week ahead. Now that we have an opportunity to, after... Uh, the past couple of weeks, we've ran out of time. So talk to me about what you think you might play in the week ahead. The wife's excited to do the Fall Guys update, which came out today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw some people yelling about it on Twitter because apparently it's kind of hard. <laughs> really? Uh, you have to climb and like you know jump and grab with R2. And some people were struggling with that. You know how it is like if you get into any kind of place where you're jumping and then all the other beans are in the way, yeah. like it's almost impossible. True. So that anyway, that, I'm sure that'll just piss me off. Um, 
I'm sure we'll play some COD uh, beta this weekend. Ooh. So that'll be fun. Get to play some new game modes, some new maps, try some different things out. So hopefully that keeps going in the right direction. Hopefully it's not a huge and utter disappointment. And um, I'd like to race at some point this week, but um, we'll see how it goes. I got a couple of things I have to build. Hmm. So we'll see how much time that takes. Anything else? That's about it. I'd like to have a platinum for no reason. Somebody just, if you want to just email me one, let me know. I bet that's a sword breaker game. I bet is an easy one. Probably not. <laughs> um, so I'm going to play red dead. Of course. Uh, I'll play NBA 2k 21. I'll continue that. I'm enjoying that. I'm about, I'm almost halfway through the first domination Travis, which you'll understand. And, uh, I am also going to be playing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Ooh, yikes. I'm also go. <laughs> I'm also going to be playing the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War beta starting tonight because I pre-ordered it. So I'll be playing that for a couple of days without the boys um, until they can join in this weekend. We're cheap. Yeah, y'all are cheap. Even though you're going to get the game, whatever. <laughs> um, so maybe this is a good time for you to race these next couple nights so uh but that's that's probably about it uh maybe we might play avengers but probably not until next week since we'll be tied up with call of duty so we'll see how it goes but that's probably about it and travis that's it that's all we've got for this episode like i mentioned it's going to be a shorter one than usual so we're also recording a day earlier and that's my fault i have a family engagement tomorrow so thank you for (laughs) recording earlier i guess Uh, yeah uh, you know, it's one of those things that happens when you get married. You have to do more stuff. So, Don't do it, guys. Don't get married. <laughs> don't. Just don't do it. John, if you're listening, don't do it. So thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Even if it's harsh, that's whatever. We'll take it. And if you wouldn't mind to share us with a friend, we would greatly appreciate it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several others. Just search for us, or you can find a quick link at our Twitter, at the Pod. Or again, if you would like to watch us stream, maybe Travis will stream some racing this week. You can check us out at twitch.tv slash the Podcast. You guys take care, and we will talk at you next week.